It's another Ian Collins wants a word fact. Powered by the Mitsubishi Mirage. In English, we call the number zero, nil, naught, nada, zilch. With three years 0% APR representative finance, plus three years free servicing on a new Mirage, we just call that a great deal. Here's the thing, Kev. Oh, yeah. What the hell that happens to kids' nursery rhymes? I don't know. It's a question I ask myself almost daily. I mean, have a listen to this. Put your finger on your cheek, on your cheek. Put your finger on your cheek, on your cheek. Put your finger on your cheek. Leave it there about a week. Put your finger on your cheek, on your cheek. Put your finger on your... Yeah, Are they I'm, having a jape? It sounds like That's it. That's tit. It is tit. The kids of today. Ian Collins wants a word. Could have been cheek, could have been tooth. Uh, we have <laughs> questions, Kev. It's questions and feedback via social media. Oh, good. Uh, like Facebook and Twitter. And email, yeah. and written on the back of uh, pizza leaflets that you get pushed through nice. your front door. Not the good ones, though, but you know for the local pizza chain that will do like uh, a, a two-litre bottle of cola, and a pizza, and some garlic bread, and some crisps uh, for like a fiver. What is all that about? I find it horrifying when you see a sign that says, uh, all you can eat, four ninety nine. Yeah. Because that says to me, run! <laughs> Particularly if it's a carvery or something. Uh, all, all you can eat four nights. If they're being a knockout on entire rope, we stopped off once. At some, it was the usual. You know, we're looking for a place to eat. Yeah, uh, you think it's going to be loud. I'm still staggered by how many places don't. You know, there was a time when nobody did food. Now everybody does food. Now there's discrepancies. Some stop serving at three. Some yeah. stop serving at two. Some you got to book. Some you got. Anyway, we stopped off at a place. Uh, nobody around. It was the place with the swear. Do you remember the dog that was offended by swearing? Yes. The go- that place. Right, yeah. So this is where the the, ma- the landlord's party trick was to tell his dog to f*** <laughs> off. And the dog got offended and cried or something. Uh, so this massive landlord fellow, I mention that only because he's sort of Mr. Creosote-like properties. Um, but when he wasn't uh, doing uh, japery with his performing dog, yeah, uh, he was in charge of the carvery, which was this kind of dried up <laughs> carcass of something uh, probably a dog i don't know what it was <laughs> the dog that didn't obey the rules right okay uh, but yeah it was just this kind of burnt out nasty offering on a plate i, I can't be i can't probably be, swan i can't be bothered with uh, carveries it's just too it's too much effort so it is a lot of effort you're yeah. right about that leave the, i've gone off the carvery but speaking of swan did you see that the tourist that killed the swan in the park no what was this? There's some Turkish guy turns up in the <laughs> park and decides, I fancy a swan. So he chopped its head off. What? And he was caught stuffing it in a rucksack. And they went, you, you can't do... And he, he said, his defense, he said, oh, I didn't know. I thought you... Why would I know? He'd be in prison now, wouldn't he? No, but they found it. They went to his house. Did they stick the head back on? Eventually, no. And he'd apparently sampled the swan. Oh. Caught on camera, packing up the swan. They identified him from the city, went to his house. The swan was in the freezer, and they realised there was some swan missing, not just the neck, and he'd already sampled the swan. And he said, I had no idea. He said, I thought it was just a bird I could kill for food. Well, you know, of course, there's a story, and we've mentioned this in the podcast, of the very well-known celebrity who, as a student, took a swan and cooked it up and served it to people. Really? Yeah. Who was that? It was 
Seriously? Yeah. Is that known knowledge? Well, no, it's not, which is why it was beeped there. But it's interesting that um, it's, it's quite a, a known media story, certainly. If I say the same name, will it also beep? Give it a go. See, there you go. Ah. Yeah. Why did he cook up as... Well, that's worse, because he would have known. I mean, I'm, I think the student guy who came from Turkey... I t- was clearly a bit of a dill because he, you'd look at a swan and you'd think, even if you didn't know it's the Queen's bird and all that kind of stuff, you'd just go majestic creature. Yeah. Don't really want to. Like a stork. You couldn't kill, <laughs> couldn't kill a stork, could you? A flamingo. Now, I don't know what the protective status of a flamingo is. Oh, it'll be protected. But if I it? was really hungry, I couldn't kill a flamingo because I would just say, that's just a nice bird. But they'd, they'd be like a giant lolly, wouldn't they? Because of their legs. Your flamingo. Anyway, questions like from Lewis, the Pickford's driver. When will he's it still st- going? He, he is still going. He's uh, he's on the M4 as we speak. Okay. When will it stop raining? It's rained every day for six months. What's happened? It's biblical. <laughs> is this the climate changing right in front of our very own eyeballs? Help us. <laughs> I think it is. I had grand plans for the garden. I thought, I'm going to get out there. This was the other day. I've never in my life had grand plans for any garden. Even the ones that are my gardens or the ones I've been responsible for. Never had a grand plan. I had a grand plan. I was a man that had been watching a bit of Alan Titmarsh. I've been watching that stuff. I've been watching Percy Sledge, whatever his name (laughs) was, the gardener. You mean mean Percy Thrower, who died like 20 years ago? That's right, yes. Shortly after he shot his own face off. Did he? Yeah, and not on purpose. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't die from the... I think there was some kind of... Somebody will... I'm sure Percy Sledge, thrower, was the blue pizza gardener. He and was. I'm sure there was a point when he uh, had an accident with an air gun in his garden. I think he was trying to get rid of some <laughs> troublesome vandals from the blue right. pizza garden. Yeah. And he was jogging on a bit at the time. I think he had the gun the wrong way around or something. <laughs> but he was fine. He, he survived. Um, he, he was all right. Anyway, so I had a grand plan for the garden. I thought, this right. is going to be brilliant. I think it was you know, the bank holiday or something. And I went into the garden. Uh, I was up early. It was, what, 6.30? I was ready. That's I had everything. Yeah. yeah, me and Maho were about to get busy in the garden. Stop it. <sighs> so, off I went, flymo in hand, shears at the ready, a pocket full of weeding kit, ready to go. Right. It peed hard right. all day long. It never actually stopped once for 24 hours. Have you got garden furniture? That's arriving tomorrow. Well, there you go. Well, you got your garden furniture. And the thing <laughs> is, if, if you've got a nice sort of... Have you got chair? Is it just like a, a hardwood chair? Do you know what? I've been too terrified to ask what's been ordered. Oh, I see. It's, yeah. it's one of those, is it? Yes, I think so. Well, if it's got like some sort of cushiony element, you obviously don't want to leave them out, outside because no. you want to take the cushions off. At yes. the very least. Move the chairs, but take the cushions That'd off. That would be the idea, wouldn't it? Do not f***ing rely on iPhone weather to make the decision as to whether or not you leave the cushions out. Because the other day, I thought, you know what? There was a little break in the rain. Get the garden furniture out. Mm-hmm. All very nice. Have a look at iPhone weather. Let's find out if it's going to rain. Nope. It's going to be clear for the next five weeks. About 85 degrees, almost Sahara. That's not the iPhone. You look at the iPhone weather and you're like, brilliant. This is going to be fine. Yeah. And it pissed it down. The cushions would turn into giant sponges and take a year to dry out. <laughs> that was probably the same day. Yes, but it's just... No, but okay, it, what's but, hap- Well, here's the question then. As you said, it's not the iPhone weather. Is it the inability of weather forecasters to get it right, or is it just the fact that it is... Because re- we had a little bit of sun last weekend. No, but, it was what they, right. yeah, but what they... What's happening is that it's actually been... This is the strange thing, because it's actually been sunny almost every day at some point. Right. But it's also rained almost every day. 
So it hasn't, it's not quite rained every day. It's not quite been sunny every day. But on more days than not, I would say in the last two months, it has been that every time I look at the weather, it says oh, there's going to be some sunshine and the odd shower. And you think that's almost a, a, a cliche of meteorological readings. In fact, that's exactly what it's done every day. So, for example, today of the recording of this, it slashed it. It did, yeah. And then, uh, within about ten minutes, it became twenty-five degrees. Yeah. For about ten minutes, and then the sun went in. Is it gonna, what's it going to do? Shall I go out there? I've got my Ibiza posing pouch on. I'm thinking, <laughs> do I lay in the garden? I'm a newly laid turf. Uh, no. Oh, look, it's raining again. And this uh, kind of carousel of uh, weather has just continued. So there you go. Oh. So Lewis, the Pickford's driver, I'm with him. I think it's the climate change in front of our eyeballs. How are your bees, by the way? Well, it's interesting. I was going to warn you. Did yeah. you set to them with the pressure? No, I didn't. They went away. Well, ours went away, but I'm glad you didn't. Because what I didn't realise is it's illegal to kill a bee. What? I'm telling you, we looked this up. It's illegal to kill a bee. They can try and move, not a wasp, but a bee. They can try and move the nest for you. But if you're caught killing a bee, you get fined £22 a bee. <laughs> you really? Yeah. £22? A bee. Yeah. And that's quite a lot when you've got a whole nest on the go. Well, it is. The bees may still be there. But if they are, they're not as active. But the bee's keeper, the bee, the, I'm the keeper of the bees. Yeah. The, the beekeeper won't come out uh, unless there's a kid in the house, a little kid. Well, there you go. We'd both tick that box. Yeah. So they would, if you really implore them to, but all they can do is try and move the nest or take it away. And then I said, well, what if the nest is, because we can't even see our nest, the nest could be between two floors. But doesn't the theory go that once they've um, nested once, they don't come back? They don't come back. Yeah. Yeah, but... I hope that's true. I'm, I'm still reeling from this £22 a bee scenario. You get fined by the... It's like, a bit like the man killing the swan. Yeah. Here's a, here's a little story from Jim. Andre! Get off the bee hotline. We'll find out later. Uh, give me a little bit of interesting story music, you... Quack, quack. Oops. <laughs> Jim says, My name is James Arthur Sutton. I'm 47 years old and live in Hemel. It's a shit story, isn't it? It's not good, oh, is it? There's more. The reason I mention this is because I want to tell you about what it was like growing up with the legendary Arthur Askey as my great uncle. This is extraordinary. We love Arthur on this show. He crops up a lot. Talking of bees. And almost hosts it. The legendary Arthur Askey as my great uncle, he says. This meant I was obviously mesmerised every time I saw Arthur on TV and became... A bit of a school hero as a result, having a famous TV and radio star, if not a household name, as a relative. At least, that's what my mum told me. <laughs> as it turned out, she was confusing Arthur Askey with the much less ironically cool double-initialed Ask the Family host, Robert Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> How crushing must that have been? That would have been quite crushing. <laughs> what the <laughs> was Ask the Family about, by the way? I want that to come back. I think yeah, has it, it not? Did it not come back? Oh, uh, maybe it, I don't remember. It, but they must have called it something else, though. Didn't? Or it's not been back on in the past couple of years. Surely, we would know about this. You'd be presenting it, or at least a guest. No, I tell you what, it would be. By the way, I saw something called. I think it was called the Trail or something. Right. And this bloke hosting it. I flicked the EPG, and there's no mention of the host. And this sort of, sort of dapper but slightly misplaced man is hosting this daytime show and i thought it was a member of the audience 
I thought, I know what they've done here. They've gone, all oh, right, OK, it's a new format, and whoever wins the round gets to host the next one. Nothing would surprise me. Maybe it's something like that. Right. I might be wrong, but I think it might be Williams from The Far Show. Mark. Mark Williams. Yeah. It might have been him. But he had a kind of massive moustache and uh, sort of three-piece, almost Beatrix Potter-style Victorian waistcoat going on. Right. A cravat. Spats. No, he didn't have the cravat. But everything else was going on. How very strange. I think it was him. I think it was Mark Williams. But I'm not absolutely sure. Anybody knows? Well, in fact, don't bother. Yeah, just Google it now. Keep it to yourself. Uh, From Senna. As you approach your 100th episode, is there a bumper party planned with jelly and ice cream and that donkey game? Is that the same donkey game as they do in Mexico? You've hosted a kid's party in the last couple of years. Yeah. Can I still do the pin the tail on the donkey? Does that... Well... Right, okay, let's look at it. Hang on, hang on. When you say I've hosted it, though, it's not like I'm like, hey, it's... Captain Sideshow's Comedy Caravan. Um, you know, it's a lovely idea, and I would make an you excellent party entertainer. Well, you know. You've been the parental element to a kid's party. Yeah. Right, so, uh, right, past the parcel still exists. Well, here's, here's the thing, though. We hired uh, an entertainer to sort of, like, host the party and to, uh, you know, to do all of the games and things like that while we sat in the corner with some sherry. Great. <laughs> Just some egg flip. Of course. Can't beat a bit of egg flip. Does the, does the entertainer bring all the goodie bags and everything? Yeah. Everything. That's the way to do it, isn't it? It was very good. I'll give you his number. <laughs> Cheers. No, I'm serious. Just He's, for me? Yeah, well, no, for a little Sandy. You know, a couple of years, Sandy will need to be entertained. So do so they do the pass the puzzle, and they I know that kids do musical statues still. Yes. And musical chairs, or is that seen as a bit violent? Uh, I'm not sure. We didn't do musical chairs. So musical statues, pass the parcel. Um, the ones that I'm not sure are Postman's Knock. Postman's Knock! I remember Postman's Knock. No, they probably wouldn't do that. I don't think they did that part. Postman's Knock involve kissing it, somebody? Yeah, that wasn't a party game. That was a, oh, our parents are in the next room watching uh, No, it was a party. I'm sure files. it was a party game, wasn't it? What kind of parties did oh. you go to? I'm sure it was a part of Postman's Knock, and I don't know what you... St- no, well, I can't remember how it worked, or who did what, or how it worked out, but I got a feeling it's in one of those... One of those Postman's Knock things, I uh, Jane B- <laughs> <laughs> What a revelation. Oh, no, that was Coleman's Knock, which was a bit dirtier. <laughs> uh, from... <laughs> Did we? St- uh, yeah, so I want the word 100th party. Yeah, and everyone's invited. Pin the tail on the donkey. Yes, does that exist? Probably not, I think is the answer, isn't it? I don't think it does. Because somebody has to draw a donkey and then kids have to blindfold and put the tail. Yeah, they wouldn't find that particularly. I mean, that's strange, isn't it? That's sad. The innocence of just doing donkey games. Yeah. Speaking of, no. Uh, Standing Up Steve says, suggestion for road trip, gents. Grab one of those new self-driving Google cars. Uh. Is there anything to say that you can't then have a beer while pelting around the countryside? You're not driving. You're not in charge of the vehicle. That kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yes, as long as everybody else has a Google car. <laughs> but the Google Otherwise, car... Otherwise, you're, I think, what's known in motoring terms as... But the Google car will swerve out of their way, won't it? I mean, isn't that what it's supposed to do? You need some Herbert who thinks he's driving a, a bloody rocket, don't you? And that, that's it. Your, your Google car is mashed. But... Isn't it... I mean, right, okay, but if you were driving a normal car and, you know, the Herbert shows up in his, I don't know, let's say, off the top of my head, BMW X5, 
if you have that sort of car pelting along, yeah. and then uh, your Google car, if he gets in the way, if the computer's reaction is to move out of the way of the BMW, that's fine, right? Right. If your reaction's slower, so you're not going to do it. So presumably you're safer in the Google car. Whether or not everyone else has got a Google yeah, well, car or not. No, but you are. You could, but you could argue, yes, that's that should be true if the Google car's intelligent uh, system works as quick as that. Well, yeah. But it's, it's not like something from the anthill mob where it just develops a <laughs> pair of legs and oh. kind of rises above and the, the DB9 merchant doing 110 just goes between them. You're onto something the other. Andre, get Eric Google on the phone. <laughs> We've got an idea. 50-50. From... Nikki the Pink. Are you watching Britain's Got Talent? Don't you think it's kind of lost its way since the inclusion of a 27-man motorcycle display team? Really? Hardly opportunity not. Yes, I did. Strangely enough, that's the only bit I've seen um, of Britain's Got Talent is the... Well, I didn't really see it. I, it was As I channel hopped, there it was. And I thought, hang on, this isn't really the spirit of a talent show, is it? No. And here's a 27-man motorcycle display team. The other week, somebody had emailed us to say that they, they also included there was a clown act from a circus, but it was a pro-circus act, yeah. which kind of, it was very funny. There's quite a lot of foreign acts, which is fine, but it is Britain's Got Talent, and there's been some uh, some complaints about that, that that kind of sort of changes things again. And just a lot of pro acts, you know, and, and that's the trouble. That You know, you get a singer or a, an impressionist who go on and they do their thing and the audience react as if they're reacting to, you know, Billy the Amateur. But in fact, they're reacting to somebody who's been doing it for 20 years. Didn't a cat win it last year or something? I think a cat did win it, yes. Yeah. Uh, from Frank. <laughs> hmm. Uh, Frank says, you often talk about one-hit wonder encounters. You know, we have we people of the Reynolds girls, yeah. Kenny Thomas, yeah. and many others that you've forgotten. Frank says, well, he had more than one hit, but I once insisted on buying a beer for Terence Trent Darby. <laughs> he tried to turn me down, but I insisted, as I would not let him pay. <laughs> you, Frank. Jules, the Outlander man, says, can you get me a new car, please? Come on, boys. You know the people. Yeah, I'll ask next week. And finally, Esther, from Paul Rudd. Really? Paul says... Did you see Ed Balls got turned down from the Bilderberg meeting? What does it say about this once proud secret society when Ed Balls isn't secret when Ed Balls isn't shady enough for them? <laughs> Get Alex Jones on, please. Yeah. Ed Balls. Ed Balls. Ed Balls. Ed Balls. Yes, he did. He got. Uh, it's like there is footage of it as well at the gate. So right. He's saying, "I'm on. I'm on the list. Look, I'm on there." They say, "Where are your papers?" <laughs> I don't know why they're saying it in that voice. <laughs> Where are your papers? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Ball. Where are Some sort of strange hybrid German Oriental sort of character. <laughs> There's plenty of them about. Uh, yes, and um, he had to go off with his little suitcase. Did he? Yeah. If you've got any questions you want to send to Kev or myself, uh, very simply, kev at onceaword.com or ian at onceaword.com. Thank you very much. Yes, it is that feature that takes a long, hard look at life's 
utter knobheads. You know the kind of folk, those who, regardless of sex or status or faith, find themselves acting in, frankly, a penile-based manner. They might be off the telly, they could be your mate or your neighbour, it's even possible it's your other half. Whoever they are, wherever they lurk, these are people who from time to time display such traits of sheer dumbass buffoonery. You find yourself concluding only one thing. Hey! Hey! You're being a dick. Kev. I've done this particular, I say gentleman, this particular dude, I, well, dude is even giving him too much credit, before, but I think he just warrants a mention pretty just much. repeat material? Well, no, it's not repeat material. Unbelievable. Different offence, repeat offender. Yeah. Bieber, again, for just being a, not even a dick, let's face a it. A racist he, dick? He's a quack, quack, oops. I mean. Yes, he is. He's just, blown. he's just got this sort of like, this incredible sense of privilege is like, oh, well, it was five years ago, I didn't know, blah, 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 I was young and naive when I made a racist joke. Oh, but, you know, I've learned my lesson or whatever else. I just, when it comes to doing this feature, I just think, well, who's the biggest dick I know? And so I think Justin Bieber. <laughs> Bieber. And the other thing about Bieber, um, which Harry under One Direction boys oh, yeah. seem to do a bit of this as well, you can only get away with that type of tattooing if you are Keith Richards or Axel Rose. <laughs> yeah. Not if you are a pretty boy uh, who looks as if he would be quite at home being <laughs> in some rental boudoir in the south side of Amsterdam. You can't do rebellious tattoos on a on a, a pretty face. No, and he, as One Direction had a little bit of hassle yeah. because of stuff which, you know, I mean, we're not going to... Let's not get into that here, but... Mountains and molehills, I think. Everyone oh, was young once, yeah, yeah, you know. I'm going to go for James Max. Oh, cool. Yes. R I, okay. only, for using the, only for using the hashtag nom nom on Twitter. <laughs> um, so there you go. Uh, but actually, the one I really want to nominate for... Uh, nom nominate. Nom nominate is uh, the guy... I went to the council tip. Oh, did you? Do you, do you call it a tip or a dump? Uh, we call it the recycling centre. Do you really? Yes. That's, the that's what it's known as. You don't go going to the dump? No. Nah. tip? Nah. Anyhow, I've only been there a couple of times before. I'm not really that familiar with it, but um, there's a bit of a massive queue to try and get in because we're waiting for one of the council trucks to come out. And because it's quite a small refuse refuge, Ooh. everybody had to move to one side. Anyhow, I ended up getting separated from the queue of traffic and found myself in a slightly different part of the rubbish parlour. <laughs> so there, there I am waiting to go in. I thought, oh, I'll go, I'll go this way. Now, there is a, there's a queue going that way. They seem to be going to a different part of it, and I want to be up there, so I'm going to go. And as I start to go up there, I realise I'm on a one-way ramp going the wrong way. Oh, no. And by this stage, there's not a lot I can do, so I have to carry on. And when I carry, when I carry on, it, I, I arrive at where I want to be. I'm thinking, well, hey. You've until a man... So he went, can you get out? And I went, what, out my car? He went, no, out of here. What? Go back. And I said, what? He went, go back. I said, right, firstly, it's probably not nice if you speak to me like that. It's not It's not pleasant. Oh, yeah. Him working with the public and all the rest yeah. of it. Yeah. And I said, well, I'm here now. He went, no, you've got to go back. I go all the way around. And I said, well, that's stupid. I said, I made a mistake. I said, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to. He went, it's all caught on camera. I said, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not denying what's just <laughs> happened. Or every bit of it on camera. I said, but I'm here now, so I might as well just put the, the stuff in. There's the there's my rubbish. Look, it's on the back seat. Yep. And there's the little skip. It's like eight feet away. Why don't I just put that in there? No. you got, you got you, He said, if you do that, he said, you'll get done. What? I said, for what? He went, fly tipping. <laughs> I said, fly tipping? <laughs> fly tipping at a dump? <laughs> and I said, 
that's not correct. And he went, yes, it is. And I, and I said, no, it's not. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> but here was the classic thing. He then went, we'll see. So he picks his phone up. He calls, clearly his boss. Right. He went, yeah, I've got a bloke here who said, he's just, yeah, he's just said to me, I'm just a council worker and he's a lawyer. And I said, I didn't say that. <laughs> That conversation never happened. He said, yeah, he, th- he said, because he's a lawyer, it doesn't apply to him. Wow. So this man, even though I, you know, he didn't know I'd made up the lawyer thing. I'd only made up the lawyer thing, really, to make a point about what a ridiculous comment it was. Yeah. But if I drop my stuff off at the dump, I'll be done for fly tipping. He then gets his phone camera out and points it in my face. He went, I've got you. I've got you. I said, well, you've just told me it's filmed on CCTV, so it doesn't matter. I said, and, that's probably a, th- a threat, really, isn't it? Did you nick his phone? No, actually, though, there was a moment when I felt the boiling point in my head and I oh, thought, yeah. this is when I grabbed the phone. And I didn't because I realised at that point he kind of sufficiently intimidated me for him to realise that he'd probably crossed a line in his own yeah, workplace. Yeah, yeah. And I said to him, I'm glad you've got all that on uh, recorded. Then his mate joined, and his mate went, you can't just come up here. I said, I know that! I didn't say I could, and it was almost one of those moments where you found yourself in this sort of circular conundrum of doom right. that there was almost no way out, no matter how loud or forcefully you said, I'm sorry, I got it wrong, it was all my fault. Somebody was still not going to believe it. They were just going to re-repeat the original offence back to you. So, so yeah, I'm nominating him. I, he, I should say, by the way, he was about eight foot two. He was massive. Was he? He was also as thick as shit. <laughs> Paul in Budapest says, Can I nominate my brother for thinking it was perfectly okay to stay over at mine and use my sink as a loo? This is bad enough at any time, but made worse when the washing up is still in it. <laughs> I will never use my prize Le Creuset saucepan again. Uh, P.S. A P. since you asked. Uh, well, I was wondering. I was thinking that. Uh, this in from Jem, uh, who says, My dick nomination is myself for trying to pull Take That Lead Man, Gary Barlow. Uh, he was in town doing a promotional thing at some record store and a huge crowd had gathered outside. I simply joined the crowd to see what all the fuss was about. I didn't even know this man was arriving. That was when Gary himself turned up by chauffeured car. The crowd cheered, girls screamed, and I, for reasons totally unknown, since I'm neither a Take That nor a Barlow fan, shouted, I love you, Gary. I didn't just shout it. I roared it. Don't ask. I've no idea. The crowd went a little quieter, and the man himself threw a sorrowful look in my direction, as if to say, why is this 45-year-old woman shouting at me? (laughs) To make it worse, I'm happily married with kids. I've no idea how to explain this. Help me. Well, it's it's getting caught up, isn't it? It's the crowd thing. It's things people do as crowds. Old enough to know better, though, surely. Yeah, but people do stuff in crowds. There is a crowd mentality. Like, you've got more chance of being helped... Uh, when one person is around than if there's a crowd of people around. Because if there's a crowd of people around, everybody assumes that somebody else is helping you oh, if, yeah. if you're somehow incapacitated or, or hurt or something. And I guess a similar thing, you know, the, the, the sort of psychosis of the crowd. Uh, I've just invented a new branch of philosophy. I then. think you have. Uh, Luke says, I'd like to nominate Frank Lampard for announcing his retirement when he's about to go into the World Cup. Clearly not good for morale. Is that for Merrill or morale? I don't because know. Meryl doesn't like it much at all. Is this about sports? Sorry. Steve in Manchester says, Roger Helmet. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> Roger Helmer. The UKIP politician for thinking he even had a chance. Yeah. Are these people really that deluded? As it turns out, Roger, you were spot on. Uh, and Nick says, David Williams for still being a judge on Britain's Got Talent. 
Why would he do this? Why? I don't know. Money. Doesn't need the money. He doesn't need no, the money. No, he, does, he might not need it, but he likes it. Yeah, but I don't... No, I think he's just thinking, um, it's a job that looks like a bit of fun. You get a massive profile for essentially doing nothing. That's there true. is no preparation. There is no writing. Uh, you are chauffeured around the gaff. It's, uh, it's just a lot. It's just a giggle. That's it. However, the, you are kind of associating with something that's just a little bit... It's a bit idle. It's a bit ropey. It's, it's lost its verve and all of that. It's interesting, though, isn't it? This sort of like how if you have the title judge bestowed on you on a television talent show, as a, you're somehow an expert in either talent or musicianship or something. Yes. And people look at you in a different way, despite the fact that prior to that, you probably had f*** all experience. You may have had experience of punching toilet attendants, for example, but no actual experience of being in the creative process other than being a pop star. Sharon Osbourne, yes, fine, she knows a bit about it. You're Cheryl Cole, pop star, really? And just is there to sort of... Presumably, read out lines which may or may not be, uh, yeah. be written for her, for example. I mean, imagine being told that you're not that good by Alicia Dixon. Yeah. That's like being told to pull yourself together by dislocating Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing dislocation, man. <laughs> He's our guest next week. He is. That's him all over. Stand by for something rather crucial. <laughs> And you know, I like to flatter you. I mean, your taste is obviously impeccable, and you know what you want from life, which is exactly why you should be driving a Mitsubishi Shogun. And the good news is, you can now save up to £5,000 on this ultimate 4x4, with prices starting from just 26199 and 0% finance available across the range. You've just got to check it out for yourself. Pop by mitsubishi-cars.co.uk slash shogun for some very special offers. Shogun, always capable, surprisingly affordable. It is that moment, everybody, where we give 3.7 minutes to Sideshow Kev. 3.7? Yeah. It's gone up. Yep. It's time for the band list. Band! This week... Walmart. Not Walnut, Walmart. You know Walmart, the big American supermarket? Uh, apparently, though, you know you can buy guns at Walmart. I think it's well known. Yes. That, you know, in the States, you can get guns quite easily. For yeah, like you buy them everywhere. $30 and you can get ammunition. Yeah. Interestingly, though, you can buy guns in Walmart, uh, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that they banned. I'm guessing if they sell guns, they regard these items as somehow more dangerous than guns. For example... Walmart banned a doll depicting Barbie's pregnant friend, Midge. This was a doll of uh, of Midge, (laughs) which is a strange name, uh, with a little baby bump. Walmart were having none of that, because ladies can't get pregnant, apparently, or you can't give children pregnant dolls. Therefore, they banned the doll. Clearly, more dangerous than a gun. You could buy Kalashnikov, but not a doll. Not a pregnant doll. Brilliant. Also banned from Walmart... Megan Fox. Banned from shopping there? Uh, banned for life, apparently, for nicking a tube of lip gloss when she was a teenager. Oh, right. Because nicking lippy, lip, nicking lippy uh, is apparently more dangerous than a gun. Also <laughs> banned, the cover to Prince's Love Sexy album. Do you remember this one? This has got him on a sort of side profile. He's got no kit on, but you can't see his knob, so it's all right. Yes. But he's got, and he's got his hand across his boobage. 
<laughs> so, there's nothing that racy or offensive about it. According to Walmart, though, more dangerous than a gun. Workplace romances, but only in Germany. So, what, German Walmarts? German Walmarts. Right, okay. Das Walmart, presumably. You can't Walmart, have a bit of a yes. snog with the girl on the fish counter. It's not allowed. Stop it, move on. Maxim Magazine. Not for any reasons of taste, just because it's shit. That, is that still going? I think it is. Well, I, Ma- I think we said this before, Maxim's always the magazine you accidentally pick up at a railway station because you think, oh, this has got articles in it, and it's not. It's just, you know... It's got nothing in it, really, is it? Well, it's got, you know... Must have something in it. Yeah. Some things. Some things. A couple of them on every page, pretty much. More or less. Also banned from Walmart, 49-year-old Joe Cantrell from Arizona. Okay. Uh, who, according to policy, Walmart's policy, uh, you can price match. A lot of supermarkets do this mm. now over here. Where if you buy a tube of toothpaste and you discover you can get it for 5p cheaper up the road, then they will say, hey, here, I will give you your 5p. You know, that's common practice. It's a Walmart policy. And Joe Cantrell did that, but he walked in with a newspaper and he price matched some things. Uh, so they banned him because apparently they didn't like to be caught out. Really? There must be more to it than that. Apparently, Joe claims that's not the case. I don't think, by the way, when you do that, and as you say, a couple of supermarkets here do it, I don't think you just get the money. I think it comes off your next purchase. Well, either or. I think that's, I mean, he's... That's the They do that in, you know, you you used to go to Comet or something, and there'd be a washing machine, and it would say, if you can get this washing machine cheaper uh, elsewhere, we'll uh, refund the difference. Yeah. And you go, actually, yeah, that washing machine is available. I've seen it available um, online for £100 cheaper. Yes. You ask them about this, and they'll go, that's not the same washing machine. Go, but it is the same. And the manufacturer has altered it slightly. It might have a different coloured knob on the front. Yeah. Or a different soap drawer. Uh, but it's enough to make it a different model. Yeah. Even though it's actually the same model. Yeah. For that very reason. That's my only contribution to that but subject. It was worthy. Also banned. Yep. Pants. All of them. Pants that say, on the front, who needs credit cards? And on the arse, when you have Santa. Now, this apparently was hugely offensive to Americans, so they banned them outright. On what basis would that have been offensive? Santa maybe complained. Yeah, I'd imagine so. Santa is... A t-shirt that read, Someday a woman will be president was deemed more offensive than a gun. Is that right? By Walmart some years ago. Political statement. Well, I suppose so, yeah, but... Yeah, could be that. It seems like a strange thing to ban. Yeah, but what if, uh, like, so the next American uh, election... Hillary Clinton could be standing, and then Walmart would be seen as already uh, nailing their colours to the mast and siding, sort of, or already having uh, political memorabilia available. Uh, and finally, and this is one which, you know, kind of speaks volumes, uh, pyjamas. All of them? No, just the ones made in Cuba. Okay. Why would they order anything from Cuba, then? P- again, pyjamas made in Cuba, more dangerous than a gun. Could be a uh, socialist hiding inside them. If you've got anything you'd like banned, like me, maybe, kev at onceaware.com or follow me on Twitter at sideshow underscore kev. And next week, I'll be less political, maybe. That is so f***ing banned. Credit stream. And there you go. What a little stunner. All neatly (laughs) wrapped up and ready to be dispensed to the world. Good day to you. Good day to you, Governor, yeah. and see you next week. Thanks to you for downloading. If you like what we do and help support this podcast, get over to iTunes to rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you to our sponsors, Mitsubishi Motors in the UK. If you Google them, you can find out what stuff and kit and four-wheel delights 
are available. Android users, by the way, can try us on the free Stitcher app or download stitcher.com slash once a word. Thank you to all of our guests. We didn't have any guests. No, but we should thank Kevin McLeod from Incompetech for providing some tunes. That's a nice idea. That's a good idea. You can follow us on Twitter, of course, at once a word. Thank you to our technical operator, Andre Porch. The editing team, the producers, the work experience, and, of course, Abdul's Coffee Shack, who supplied us with copious amounts of coffee. Join us in seven days for a brand spanking new episode, which includes something already being described as the most satisfying feature on the radio. Oh. Yeah, yeah. forward to that. Until that very minute, goodbye. A Big Things Media Production. Big Things! It's another Ian Collins Once a Word Fact, powered by the Mitsubishi ASX. New car smell is composed of 50 different elements. The new Mitsubishi ASX smells lovely and is yours from just £14,999. That's nothing to sniff at.